days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Lowell Green. Not Lowell Green, not today. Lowell out, Brian Lilly sitting in from the Rebel.media and, of course, the insiders later on. So you're stuck with me for the next three hours, two of them alone. Well, not alone because I have you. I have the CFRA nation. And I'm going to talk to you about a lot of things and try and wake you up out of a funk that I know some of you are in because of the polls. I know you've, you've heard ad nauseum about the latest polls, and every day it's, it's Nanos. And Nanos now has the Liberals at 8,000% support, and it's going to be a juggernaut. Actually, it's 37% support. Still not good if you like sanity. And if you listen to Lowell Green on the island of sanity, then you want sanity. Just a quick note. I'm going to talk about another poll in a second, but a quick note. Let's say Justin Trudeau does win and and form a government with 37% support. Can we, on the side of sanity, on the side of smaller government, on the side of common sense, can we do what they've been doing every day since January 23rd, 2006, and point out, well, it's only 37% voted for him. That means 63% voted against him. So it's really not a legitimate government. Justin Trudeau won't have a legitimate government. It's Stephen Harper, you know how many people voted against him? He's not like, we should just throw him out. That's what they've been doing since 2006. I look forward to playing those clips back to them if the liberals win. But that's not a foregone conclusion. It's not. There's time. Things are not looking good, but there's time. But let me tell you about another poll you're not going to hear anywhere else. You'll hear about it from me here. You'll hear about it from me on the rebel.media, and it's on my Twitter. I think it's on my Facebook. If not, it will be soon. And that is, alleluia, half of Canadians agree, sell the state broadcaster. See, after I watched CFRA, little tiny CHCH television, CPAC, do far more for covering the English language leaders' debates than CBC and its billion-dollar subsidy, I got angry. And I asked people to support a petition that I did calling for the CBC to be sold. And I said, you know what? We're also going to crowdfund a, uh, a poll. So we did a poll using a national firm, polled 1,506 Canadians, demographically balanced, all of that. A margin of error, plus or minus 2.5 percentage points, 19 times out of 20. 48% of Canadians said, sell CBC and save taxpayers a billion dollars. 52% said, give them more money and keep them. I've been doing this a long time. I have never seen the number that high. People are getting fed up with the biased state broadcaster running a campaign for their man Trudeau. Ignoring the English language leaders' debates because they couldn't control how everything was being run. You want to find that story. It's up at therebel.media and on my Facebook page. But right now, I'm going to play a clip for you. And this ties in to the state broadcaster and CBC. Maybe you heard yesterday that Stephen Harper is being mean. Stephen Harper is being mean because he's running ads in ethnic media pointing out positions that Justin Trudeau actually holds. And so this reporter from CBC yesterday asks the prime minister about it. She doesn't dispute the claims in it that Justin Trudeau supports legalizing pot, legalizing prostitution, and wants heroin injection sites spread across the country. No! Listen to the question. I want to start by talking about some of those ads that your party has been running, in particular cultural community newspapers targeting the liberals on things like safe injection sites, marijuana, uh, brothels. We know your candidate, Terrence Young, was talking about liberal brothels in communities. Now, people are quibbling on the, the specifics of that, whether that's an accurate representation of the liberal plan. But what I actually want to ask you about is fear. Those paint a very dark picture. And I want to know if you think that Canadians should be afraid of a Justin Trudeau government, what it would do. A dark picture? Why does it paint a dark picture? It paints a dark picture because people don't want heroin injection sites in their neighborhood. Why would people be scared of that? Because they don't want brothels in their neighborhood. I'm Brian Lilly sitting in for Lowell Green. I'll be back in a moment and I'll explain to you why those ads are right and why the journalists covering this campaign are just too stupid or too lazy to actually follow up on facts. Now back to Lowell Green. 
on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. And Brian Lilly sitting in for Lowell Green. I played you a clip before we went to break, and I told you I'm going to detail why they're so wrong and why the media is wrong. But I want to play the clip again. So this is this is a CBC journalist talking about or ta- asking Stephen Harper yesterday in Brantford, Ontario, about ads that the conservatives are running in certain ethnic media outlets, saying that Justin Trudeau and the liberals want to legalize pot, they want to legalize prostitution, put brothels in your neighborhoods, and they want uh, more heroin injection sites, meaning more of those in your neighborhoods. And listen to the reporter doesn't doesn't actually say, uh, Prime Minister Harper, your question's wrong or your statements are wrong. You're making false claims. No, it's about, aren't you being mean? I want to start by talking about some of those ads that your party has been running, in particular cultural community newspapers targeting the liberals on things like safe injection sites, marijuana, uh, brothels. We know your candidate, Terrence Young, was talking about liberal brothels in communities. Now, people are quibbling on the, the specifics of that, whether that's an accurate representation of the Liberal plan. But what I actually want to ask you about is fear. Those paint a very dark picture. And I want to know if you think that Canadians should be afraid of a Justin Trudeau government, what it would do. Yes, they should. Yes, they should. And these are real issues, by the way. Look, we have been talking about the economy since the beginning. That does not mean we can't talk about other issues, especially when they are based in fact. Now, I'll tell you this about arguing with progressives that drives me nuts. Progressives always want to talk about the facts, and then you present them with facts that do not align with their worldview, that are uncomfortable for them. And then instead of saying, let's talk about facts, it's all, let's, let's talk about feelings. Nothing more than feelings. It's infuriating. So let me get down to brass tacks. And I do welcome your calls on this, 613-521-TALK, 521-8255, or star 580 on Bell Mobility, 1-800-580-2372. But let me lay out why the conservative ads are right. Why this reporter and all the others that were yammering about this yesterday without checking facts are wrong. Justin Trudeau does want legalized pot. Now, if he talks to Vice, a Canadian... Well, it's a magazine that originated in Canada. It's based out of the States now, and it was started by guys that spent all day doing drugs. Guess what their number one issue is? Pot. If he talks to Vice, pot legalization's great. He doesn't bring it up with ethnic media. He doesn't bring it up in the ethnic media roundtables. Doesn't want it talked about there. Now, the conservatives say Trudeau's plan will make pot easier to get for kids. Some argue that's wrong. Some argue that's right. That point's debatable, but no debate. Trudeau wants legalized pot. He also wants legalized prostitution. He says that he supports the Supreme Court's decision wholly. He says that the Bill C-36 that the Conservatives brought in in response to the Supreme Court decision striking down our prostitution laws, that it is wrong. He and his party opposed that bill in the House of Commons. Do you want to know what the Supreme Court decision was about? Because the conservative claim that paints a dark picture is that the liberals will put brothels in your neighborhood. What was the Supreme Court decision about that struck down our prostitution laws? It was about a woman named Terry Jean Bedford running a dominatrix dungeon out of her Thornhill, Ontario, suburban bungalow. A dominatrix dungeon in your neighborhood. Do you like that? Tell me, Ottawa, do you like that? Because when they say they support the Supreme Court decision wholly, that's what they're talking about. What was the Supreme Court decision about? A woman running a brothel in her neighborhood. Now, what about injection sites? Well, Insight is the quote-unquote safe injection site in Vancouver. Again, another great decision of our Supreme Court, relying on peer-reviewed studies that were peer-reviewed by people that wrote other papers that said the same thing, reviewed by other people that said the same thing. Bit of a circle going on there. Here's what Trudeau said about Insight, the heroin injection site. Insight is a great model of that, and I certainly want to see more safe injection sites opened up around the country. 
I've covered the opening of methadone clinics in this city. I remember covering the crack pipe debate. Do neighborhoods get a say in a methadone clinic going in? Not much. The city of Ottawa tried to reject crack pipe programs, and the province forced it on them. So when the, con- when the conservatives say that Trudeau wants more heroin injection sites and that, yeah, they can come to your neighborhood, guess what? They can and they will. It will be a, a bureaucrat in a health department, he, whether it's out at Tunney's Pasture or in a provincial health department, that will say, oh, we need to put the heroin injection site there. And if you and your neighbors complain, well, you're just haters. None of the media that are talking about this are bothering to do their due diligence. Why would they? They're trying to get their man elected. Now, I started off talking about my CBC poll. 48% of Canadians say sell it off. 52% say give them more money. Not only their billion-dollar annual subsidy, but more money. Guess who's promising to give them more money? $150 million more. That's more than the Conservatives took away. He's promising even more money. Justin Trudeau. Who gets a nice, easy ride from the state broadcaster? That would be Justin Trudeau. By the way, shameless plug here. If you want to buy my book, CBC Exposed, it's on my website now, brianlilly.com slash shop. You can buy it. You can ask for it to be autographed, personalized, however you want it. You want to read the case, including the case of Ottawa Dr. Franz Lenin, on why the state broadcaster needs to be sold, how they have been involved in journalistic malpractice for years and gotten away with it until they were forced to pay the largest settlement ever, you need to read the book. I'm Brian Lilly fiddling in for Lowell Green, 521-TALK, 521-8255. Michelle in Ottawa. Gosh, what a breath of fresh air, my dear. Oh, my gosh. Listen, the bias in the media is unbelievable. And while I have this opportunity, anybody out there who is listening, please just take a moment and call CBC Ombudsman Esther Inken. I phoned her last Friday. She called me back rather promptly, and these are her words. She said, I had left in my message about my complaint about the bias, and then she said, well, I'd have to put it in writing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also keep it down to one or two issues, not a hundred. So obviously, well, that, she, that that's important, right? You know, but obviously, she recognizes that there's at least a hundred I could pick from <laughs> when I'd only laugh two. So, like you know, there's a little Freudian slip on her part. It is unbelievable, and I find myself watching Sandy Ronaldo, Robert Fife, and all the gang, and wishing that they would spontaneously combust. I am tired of it. It is just so... Uh, last Thursday, they had... Um, uh, oh, the other day, we were told the PM's in a dark mood. On a day when he was actually laughing and joking, listen, cracking Brian. jokes with the media on live TV at an event the media were all at, and then they turn around and say, well, the prime minister's in a dark mood because he's doing so badly. You know, it's trying to drag him down. Listen, there's a couple other things, but I'd like to say that, too, that I went to the um, Greyhound bus station here on a Friday night for a rally for the prime minister. He had, like, rock star written all over, and the people were just going crazy. They loved him. I was there, yeah. And, well, that earlier that morning, he had been somewhere in, in uh, southern Quebec, uh, forget the little town, and that's all they focused on was this little hoo-hum thing that he went to. Not on a Friday night in Ottawa, he's packing the house, but... 200 people show up at Tim Hortons, probably because they were given free coffee on, on Thanksgiving Sunday. And, oh, my God, we got the second coming here. Like, <laughs> it is so unfair. It, it may, it's just, I'm, I'm, right. I, no, oh, please, just one more thing. This yeah, is quit, a personal quit. issue that's very dear to me. Addiction. It is. We are in this country, this whole North America is in an opiate epidemic right now. It is irresponsible to introduce another drug, especially when the people who are going to benefit are the old Liberal Party leaders' families who are already lining up at the trough to benefit off somebody else's pain. To pretend that it is not a gateway drug, it might not be for a lot of people, but I have sat with many parents and listened to them. The, the families are in mourning. Their kids are so lost with marijuana. And it's, it, it is a gateway drug, and it is not a healthy substance to introduce to a young mind, and it is such crap. It is an opportunity for a few people to make a lot of money, and if they think they're going to get rid of Satan's choice and hell's angels, good oh, luck. You know, as I keep telling people, they're not going to be the Corleone family and the Godfather running off to start the Genko olive oil business. 
that's not how it goes. And, um, you know, if you think that um, doing this will get rid of the black market, explain the black market in cigarettes, in alcohol, in clothing, in everything. Michelle, thanks for the oh, call. one more thing. Oh, we got t- 20 seconds. One more se- thing, quickly. 20 I've seconds. been trying to get through to CPAC since the... Uh, since the Why? Uh, pardon me? <laughs> Why? Because I hear it's so negative against Harper, all these callers, and their facts need to be challenged, and I can't get through. And when I do get a line that rings, they, I, it's hung up on before, even on the debate nights. Hmm. I tried early on, like I've, you know, tried not... Well, <laughs> keep... Keep, keep on trying, Michelle. We've got to leave it there. Thanks Thank for the you, call. Thank you, and good luck, Brian. All right, Brian Lilly sitting in for Lowell Green. You want to join the conversation? There's still lines open. We'll get to everyone that's on. We'll get to you in the next half hour. 521-TALK, 521-8255, star 580 on Bell Mobility, or 1-800-580-2372. Do you trust Justin Trudeau? Are you looking forward, or, or does Justin Trudeau as Prime Minister paint a dark picture Should Canadians be afraid? Yes. This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Lowell Green. No, here's a fired up Brian Lilly annoyed. Stephen Harper's really fighting three parties here. He's fighting the New Democratic Party. He's fighting the Liberal Party, and perhaps his biggest threat, he is fighting the media party. Now, that's nothing new. He's had to do that from the beginning. I remember in the 0506 campaign, I was on the road, and even in the last week, days before he was about to win, was told, this guy will never be prime minister by my erstwhile colleagues in the press gallery. <clears throat> John Ibbotson, in his book about uh, the big shift, and I believe it comes up in his book about Harper as well, talks about being at the Telecenter in Calgary. That's where Stephen Harper always does his election night shindigs. That after Harper won, I believe it was his majority, he heard a reporter talking about feeling ill because they couldn't believe that this this Yahoo had won a majority. Your thoughts on all of this, on the ads, on the vote, on what needs to be done, On the state broadcaster, 48% of Canadians say sell it. But right now I'm going to Lois in Ottawa. Lois in Ottawa, you're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. You want to talk about the deficit that uh, could be coming. Yes. Good morning, Mr. Lilly. I am concerned. The the interest on Justin Trudeau's plan is like $70 a day. I I can't get my mind around it. I tried for figuring it out for a year, and then my mind went to Greece, and the people lined up to take out a bit of their own money, like $60, and then there was none. Could it happen in Canada? We know Ontario is in big, big trouble. I'm not sure about Manitoba and Alberta. Ontario and Quebec are fiscal uh, disasters Yeah, at the moment. Um, California had had to essentially say they were bankrupt and mm-hmm. cut back, and their their debt ratio is um, lower than ours in Ontario. Wow. Justin Trudeau wants to bring the Ontario plan to the federal level. If you uh-huh. love what they've been doing in Ontario, then, hey, vote for Justin Trudeau. If you have concerns, then you should be worried. Well, I am worried. Like, what happens if we go bankrupt? Does everything collapse? Where do we borrow the money? Greece borrowed the money, and they're starting another cycle. You know, they never get out. I guess we're the wrong generation. We don't know debt. You know, we didn't grow up with debt. Well, I mean... And young people do. It came in in the year before I was born. Pierre Trudeau decided he was going to start deficit spending. But don't worry, it's just going to be a a short-term modest deficit. Hmm, that sounds like something Justin is saying right now. And how do... And those and, deficits lasted until the late 90s, Lois. I know. I lived it. And I lived through... Uh, I was working with the government, 19% interest. Mm-hmm. So you know? there are real-world consequences that people need to think about here. 
Exactly. All right. Thanks for the call, Lois. All right. And to Wilma in Ottawa, you're calling in about Justin Trudeau. Yes. Well, I, I actually was quite upset when he was he was uh, sounding off about Mr. Harper going to visit the forts in Toronto and how awful it would be. He should be disgusted to go and be with them. Now, doesn't that sound like a hypocritical statement? It does. And it meanwhile, does. this morning, we've got uh, news that the co-chair of his campaign had to resign because he was telling people how to lobby a new liberal government. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, hey, guys, you want your pipeline approved? Yeah. Do this and do that. Um, no, no, you don't do that. That dictatorship already. Yes. That that is shades of the old liberals, mm-hmm. isn't it? Right. Now, also, I'm very thankful for you, for Lowell, and all the other people where there's sanity around. It's wonderful to have sanity in Canada. Well, we need... I'm 83, and I think I'm still very sane in certain areas. You sound sane to me, Wilma. <laughs> so I'm really happy. And then Lady Michelle, I think her name was, she was excellent. Well, she... you know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of smart women that listen to this show, yes. that call in, and uh, I always encourage everyone to, to call in. Have your say. Let your voice be heard. That's right. That's how to keep the democracy going. And, and you know what? To have you voted yet, Wilma? I will be on on Monday. You will be on right Monday. Right next door. There, I, I live next door to Bethel Church, and that's where they in the lobby. That's where okay. the voting is. Okay. Very uh, handy. Bring a friend. Oh you know, well, I, I'm going to talk. There's 65 apartments where I live in the seniors here. Well, knock oh. on someone's door and say, hey, have you voted for sanity yet? Bring a friend. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, we had uh, on the Insiders, we had that young woman talking about how young people are scared to vote and they need to bring a friend. Well, I don't think voting's scary, but, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people that like sanity might be feeling down right about now because of the polls yeah. and momentum and yes. the media spin on the stories. Yes. Don't let them be, feel down. No, knock on I their door and bring a friend. Uh, insanity all the time. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Wilma. Thank you. I'm Brian Lilly sitting in for Lowell Green. More on sanity, more of your calls after this. Now back to Lowell Green on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. And Brian Lilly sitting in for Lowell Green. A friend emails me this during the break. Subject line says, the irony is lost on her, I'm sure. And I thought, what's this? Who's he talking about? Well, my friend is talking about a woman named Kathleen Wynne. You may have heard of her, Premier of Ontario. Leader of the most indebted sub-state in the world. Think about that, the most indebted sub-state in the world. And um, here's what she's tweeting out. Today is Get Smart About Credit Day. Here are the top three tips on how to build strong credit. Hey, Kathleen, maybe apply them to the province you were entrusted to run. It's what, at least twice that Ontario's credit rating has fallen in the last year or so under Kathleen Wynne? Wonderful, though. Wonderful. And as I said, if you want that brought to what's happening in Ontario, brought to the national level, hey, Justin Trudeau is your man. Justin Trudeau winning is going to be good for business if you are in conservative commentary. It will be good for shows like this on CFRA. It will be good for the rebel.media. It's going to be bad for Canada. So I'm not going to cheer something that will be good for my business because it's going to be disastrous for Canada and it will lead to more money coming out of my pocket. I was talking earlier about these other ads, the ones that say Trudeau will bring around brothels into neighborhoods and heroin injection sites and make pot easier to get. And the media just said, oh, that, that's being mean. It's like when the conservative said, here's all the way Justin Trudeau is going to cost you money. And the media says, oh, but, but he promised a tax cut. Yes, he promised a tax cut. Guess what? The tax hikes that he's promised will dwarf that 7% income tax cut that he keeps promising for the middle class. Brian Lilly filling in for Lowell Green, 521-TALK, 521-8255, or star 580 on Bell Mobility. Lisa is in Ottawa. Lisa, you're calling in about the ads. Yes, uh, Brian. I think the ads, though the content is true, they, they have to stop the Tories 
because we're in the final few days. And you notice how you always tend to turn out a person who's always talking negative, you know what I mean? I think that's what people are doing. I, I, the liberal campaign... But no, they've got, they've got both ads out here. You hear them on the radio here, Stephen Harper being very positive and upbeat and saying, here's what I'm promising. You have, they have to, to do... no more negative ads. They have Why? to take him as a... He is a serious contender, Okay, he I'm, not, I, I'm not for him. I'm not for him, but he is a serious contender. And so, what Harper has to do is start showing his good points of what he's done, what he's going to do. I mean, take the Hazel, former mayor of Mississauga, ad. That is a serious, good ad. I mean, it's it's factual. She's there. I mean, you need to do ads like that for the Tory campaign, otherwise. Well, I don't want Justin to be the prime minister, but uh, it's looking that way. Lisa. They do positive and negative ads. Maybe they could change. No more negative ads. Well, that, no that's what you think. Ads. Every political consultant in the country would tell you you're wrong. Yes, but I'm saying negative ads, we're, we're too close to the end now. Stop doing negative. Just focus on the positive. They, the negative is just going to go in one ear and out the other. They've got to just start focusing, say, I'm positive on Stephen, positive for the country. Stop doing the negative ads. It's not helping, especially this uh, close to the end of the election. It's been helping the liberals because despite what some will tell you, they've been running negative ads as well. Yes, that's true. And the other thing I want to say is Premier Wynne mm-hmm. holding Ontario hostage, uh, giving the biggest open bribe, saying, I'll get rid of the Ontario pension plan if you vote for Justin Trudeau. Oh, my God. How do they get away with that? But, well, uh, according to one man that did complain to Elections Canada, the federal liberals will need to claim Kathleen Wynne's uh, expenses for her campaigning because she's she is going to on some days as many as four rallies a day for justin trudeau so it's her and her the beginning of the campaign they didn't want her but now near the end they do her and her staff they have to be charged against the the liberal spending limit lisa thanks for the call thank you andre in gatineau's calling in about the cbc my favorite topic andre Hi, how are you, Brian? Doing well. You're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Your thoughts on CBC? Just before I start, I'm heading west on the 148. The leaves are just gorgeous. Oh, it's, it, it is stunning this week. This is peak is. week in my view. Yes, and uh, I just want to call about the CBC. But before that, I've been, I watch some politics quite closely. And I must say there is a bias uh, from the media. And especially uh, Mr. Fife uh, is really concerning me. Uh, it's even showing on his face now when he talks. But I want to talk about the CBC. I was listening this morning to uh, Mr. Trudeau talk, and he's uh, had to answer some very serious questions. But what I'm asking is, why was it not uh, on RDE this morning? It wasn't on the French Channel, just on the English one. Is it because uh, they're trying to build them up in Quebec? You know, I, I I can't figure out what some of these guys take live and, and what they don't. If they go to Stephen Harper, they take part of his event, and then they come back for questions. Uh, if they take Justin Trudeau, they play the entire event. And we seem to be getting some kind of feedback there, uh, Andre. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I don't know what they're doing. Sometimes I think it is favoritism um, on uh, the guy they want to win. And right now the guy they want to win is Justin Trudeau. Uh, New Democrats were complaining to me yesterday about bias in the media. And by the way, the first people to ever complain to me about bias on the media when I got to Parliament Hill, New Democrats. Because they they don't think they get a fair shake either. That's true. I think this is a serious election, though, and people should uh, stop for the next couple of days and really consider where they're going to put their vote. as As I told Wilma, Andre, if you believe in sanity, when you go vote, take a friend. If you've already voted... Help get a friend to the polls. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Bye. All right. Richard is in Smith Falls. You're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. I think that Harper lost election in Ontario. He handed the Liberals Ontario when he said that the auto sector was going to lose 25,000 jobs over the TPP and didn't initially compensate the people in the auto sector the way he did with the people in the dairy sector. And I think that's what caught on because then when people down in that area of Ontario, in southern Ontario, work in the auto sector, say, well, is it my job that's going to be gone, one of the 25,000? Well, I mean, it, it, if there's jobs down there and they were never even told, they just said that 25,000 jobs are going to be gone. If they, mean, well, hold on just a so second, mean, Richard. Hold on. If they were thinking about it, 
And if that was their concern, why would they back Justin Trudeau then? Because he supports the TPP. Tom Mulcair doesn't, but Justin Trudeau does. I think because, uh, and this is my feeling, is that he's never mentioned about losing any jobs. Trudeau said that he would try to do what he could to protect them. He's already said that in Hamilton. He's also said that in uh, Windsor. Now, you know what? You could be right not, on that. But, but I don't know if it's true or not. But the people that I've talked to, because I know a lot of people in the auto sector, because I used to work as a, I used to do a lot of work in the company I used to own for General Motors. But they've all told me that uh, without that insurance, that there were, initially there was no support by the government. They just said they're going to lose them. Eventually, when they realized they did that, uh, they, they, they announced they up there was going to be some competition. They announced, right? they announced the later. very first day, Richard. They announced oh, they the very not. first. Yes, they did. They announced the I'll very first the, day. The dairy, they announced the very first day that there would be compensation for the dairy industry and the yeah, auto 4. industry. Four point three billion dollars was initially set for the dairy industry, but at the initial announcement, there was nothing for the auto. He did a, He did when he announced the deal. I'll he announced both. He announced both, and then he did a separate announcement about auto later on. Thanks for the call. Yeah, two days later. Yeah. All right. Well. That, you know, Richard could be onto something. I disagree with him on whether he, you know, announced that, but he could be onto something on why things did change in Ontario. Claude in Ottawa, you're calling in for venting Thursday. Yeah. Good morning, Brian. What are you venting about? Well, um, frankly, I'm quite disappointed with the CTV, and I don't expect you to agree with me, but uh, I've been following politics all my life. And in the last 10 days or so, I've um, monitored the news, especially at 6 o'clock, but not at 11. And uh, I find that the CTV are going from right to left, and they use more time for Justin Trudeau than they do for um, the prime minister. And... uh, I, 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 could, I couldn't more. actually comment. It's not that I'm going to defend them. I don't watch, so I can't say yes or no. Okay. So anyway, Mulcair also gets more time. And they have the gall to call our Prime Minister, uh, true, uh, excuse me, uh, Harper, and then they call the other two Mr. Mister Mulcair and Mr. Red. Um, do they really? Trudeau. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, if they need change in this country, all you have to do is call people in uh, Calgary in that area, Alberta. They want to change. They've got change. <laughs> yeah, they, they got you, they, change in a big way. They're regretting it today. Claude, do you remember 1990? Yes, sir. Ontario? Yeah. Uh, a lot of people said, oh, I'm going to vote in protest, and then we woke up the next day with a hangover that lasted until 1995. Yeah, I, I, I think there could be some buyer's remorse yeah. shortly uh, by people that are caught up in hoopla, by people that are not thinking, by people that are letting their votes be driven by emotion rather than sober thought. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that uh, people should wake up and vote for the right party, which is conservative. In my eyes, uh, Harper has done the best job possible that any prime minister has ever done in this country. Thank you very much. Thanks for the call, Claude. I'm Brian Lilly. I'm sitting in for Lowell Green. 521-TALK, 521-8255, star 580 on Bell Mobility, or 1-800-580-2372. We'll get back to more of your calls after the news at the top of the hour, but I've also got another topic I'm going to throw in, something that I know this audience is concerned about, something that I know most media will just say, well, that's not an issue. Why do you want to talk about it? But that's why we're here. We're here to talk about your issues. Brian Lilly, in for Lowell Green, back in moments. This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Lowell Green. Actually, Brian Lilly sitting in for Lowell Green. I'm here with you for the next hour and then again for The Insiders with Norman Jack and Catherine Clark. Don't forget to stay around for that. 
There's a lot of people on the line. We've got Bob and Iron Pryor lined up. We've got Michael and Barhaven, uh, Les and St. Hubert, Quebec. We've, we've, we've even got Patrick from, from Montreal calling in. And we're going to get to all of those calls. But there is an important new video. If you are a parent in Ontario or just concerned about what is being taught in our schools, there's an important new video from the Institute of Marriage and Family Canada on 10 things that you need to know about the new sex ed. I want to play a little clip from that and then speak quickly to Andrea Morozik uh, with the Institute and and just get a, a quick hit on what's going on, let you know where you can find the video and the information. Here is part of the message. It's not age-appropriate. The new sex ed is not age-appropriate because there is no such thing as age-appropriate for every child. Parents know that their children, even siblings within the same family, mature at different rates. Information that's fine for All right, so that is point number three in their 10 things parents need to know about the new sex ed. I've been on this story since 2010, and that has been my biggest complaint with the sex ed curriculum is that it is not age appropriate. Andrea, thanks for coming on the show. Always good to talk to you. Andrea, you there? I'm here. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, well, I forgot to hit the button. I'm going to blame Dave on the other side of the control panel, but, uh, you know, it was my fault. So I'm I'm glad you're picking up on this not age appropriate because that is the number one problem with this curriculum. And people that bring it up are just labeled, you know, they're dismissed as being homophobic. Is opposition to this some kind of ill-advised hatred towards people? Uh, well, no, and, and a lot of parents have been vilified, and really the, the main purpose behind the video and the um, uh, report that we put out with it, so just a, um, about three pages to read and a very uh, well-done video at the Institute of Marriage and Family Canada, imfcanada.org, and all the resources are there, the sources, the studies to talk about why parents, are, if they have that unsettled feeling or are uncomfortable with it, why um, they should go with their gut, and there's a lot of research to back that okay, up. Okay, and so. that, that's important. You need to read to lead. So you're providing the information to read, and it's not just your opinion. You, you've got it documented. Yeah, we talk about how, how there's, um, you know, many different um, aspects of the sex ed curriculum are not appropriate. Um, and, and you said parents are vilified. We want them to have the research in their hands to know that their viewpoint is supported in research um, and that there's a lack of consensus on what appropriate sex education is. Um, that's pretty clear from it. Some parents actually uh, oppose the sex ed curriculum for being too conservative. That's just one way to highlight that there's no consensus on it. But ultimately, there's a lot of research to say it's too much, too soon, not age appropriate, and talk about some of the aspects from the curriculum that are missing of grave concern to us is, of course, the lack of discussion of love and marriage. So that's one of the points in there as well. Okay. And, you know, it's, it's, it's frustrating because, as I said, you know, people that are opposed to it are vilified. They're dismissed. But at least you're giving the information. I mean, so that they're walking in there and saying something other than, well, this was designed by uh, a convicted pedophile, which there's some truth to that with Ben Levin and all that. But that's not an argument that's going to win the day. No, and um, again, we're not interested in anything polemical here at the Institute. We're interested in what the studies on the ground show. So um, one of my favorite um, myths about sex ed is that it's so effective, but we have a study from New (laughs) Brunswick showing that teen pregnancy rates, when they introduced a new sex ed curriculum in that province, the uh, teen pregnancy rates actually rose by something like 40%. So it's kind of a dull tool in the toolkit. We really want to empower parents and give them that research and empower them in their own families. It's not just about public opposition. It's about what what do you do as a parent and um, knowing you want to be there for your children. So having good information to have great discussions with your kids. Also the teachers in your schools, that's also a a suggestion we have towards the end of the video. All right, Andrea, thanks so much. You can find that at imfc.org. IMFCanada.org. There you go. IMFCanada.org. And the video is up right now on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Brian Lilly. Shameless plug. Andrew, thanks so much. Thank you. Okay. We'll be back. We're going to take a quick break, and then I am direct to Bob, who's been waiting on the line forever. Uh, Helen and Westboro, you're going to get on. Everybody, we're going to get through you real quick. I'm Brian Lilly, filling in for Lowell Green on News Talk 580 CFRA. 
Now back to Lowell Green on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. Brian Lilly sitting in for Lowell Green, getting some love from the audience via Twitter and email. Thank you for the warm words, the compliments, as I sit in the big chair for the legendary Lowell Green. Ezra Levant just emailed me some stats on uh, The Rebel uh, and how things are going there. I wish I could share them with you, but maybe, I, maybe I'll ask Ezra and, and see. But let's just say that people are happy with what they're getting here, and I hope you're happy with what you're getting through the radio right now we might not be happy on monday folks or on tuesday when the results come in but that's a way away and well the ballots aren't counted yet and a lot of time remains bob in arnprior bob you're on the lowell green show with brian Lilly. you're calling in about cbc and justin yes uh, yeah brian just a couple of meal here uh yes be afraid with trudeau number one and why I'm saying that is because CBC and all their biased journalists, everything that Justin says, we're backing it up. And you're here so often, Brian, it's almost becoming like a, a CBC liberal propaganda machine. And to rub salt into that wound is that we, the taxpayers, are funding that CBC by a billion dollars. Like well, and, and he's promised them, he's promised them a 10% funding boost. And I was just going to say that he's going to give an extra $120 million to keep him going. Doing, I wish more people would listen to you, basically, because you're a very, a very good investigative journalist, and you give both sides. Where the CBC, our national broadcaster, phone, should know better than just be one-sided, one planted side liberal, which is, Brian, extremely, extremely dangerous to a democracy and freedom. And uh, look, if, if they, Bob, if they wanted to be open about their biases and yeah. say, we are a left-wing news organization and we're going to tell you everything from our point of view, I would be fine with that. And, and by the way, it's not just me that says they're a left-wing news organization. The former head of CBC English Canada, of all parts, Richard Sturzberg, wrote a book called The Tower of Babel, where he yeah. described them as soft left, anti-business, Toronto-centric. Why aren't people getting like what? Like what aren't people getting? Well, um, I, I just to give another shameless plug, they need to read CBC Exposed, yes. uh, which CBC never had me on about. None of the big networks would have me on about, uh, but talk radio did across the country, including this uh, this station right here, because well, well, because they're willing to to show a different point of view. One other thing I would advise young people to do. And I'll be doing it. I will not be watching October 19th of CBC because I know there's fans. I'll be tuned in to rebel.com and be watching that via your network to get like a, a, a good picture instead of their... Well, thank you. And, and of course, make sure you check in with CFRA for what's happening locally. Absolutely. And I mean, you've got options. You don't have to go with those other guys anymore. And they know it. And I think that's making them scared. Bob, thanks for the call. Oh, you're welcome. All right, Helen in Westboro. Helen, you're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Hi, good morning. Morning, First Helen. of all, I want to say that the Liberals don't change much, and I'm thinking back to uh, Chrétien and his uh, ties with Maurice Strong and their involvement with uh, China. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I look at uh, Justin Trudeau and his uh, promotion of legalized marijuana. And, and I see that his... And who's set to benefit from that, Helen? Well, I see that his uh, chief financial officer is Chuck Rafisi. Okay, I don't know and, that name. I do know Mike Crawley. Well, oh, no, Mike Rafisi, Crawley's involved in, in the uh, the wind side, isn't it? He's involved I, in, uh, he's benefiting from some of that. Okay, so Chuck Rafisi, yep. Chuck Rafisi was one of the founders of uh, Tweed uh, Marijuana Incorporated. Right, 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 right. Yes, and he's also uh, uh, currently with Nesta Holding. And Aurora Cannabis. So these guys are going to make out like bandits. Well, sure, he already has. Chuck Rafisi already has. But, uh, yeah. So, you know, this this is why you've got, and I said this on the Insiders the other day, pot is not a vote driver. Not many people care about it, and that's why the, the NDP and the Conservatives have similar positions, which is, yeah, if you're caught with a joint, we're not going to send you to jail, you get a ticket, but we're going to go after the pushers. 
Trudeau wants to reward his friends who will become the growers and the manufacturers. And they already are. And Czech Rafisi and Tweed uh, manufacturer marijuana have made a lot of money already. And uh, I look at that. And then you also look at Dan Gagne, you know, who was yep. doing lobbying. Lobbying what, while we running know a campaign. About, yes. That we know about, probably the, more so. Shh, shh, don't bring those up, Helen. That's don't a distraction. We're yeah. not allowed to talk about issues that don't help Justin. No, exactly. All and right. speaking of that, just one other quick yep. thing. I agree with you completely on CBC, but I'm also fed up with CTV, and I know that Bell Media, etc., but uh, Robert Fife, Lisa Laflamme, Don Martin. I mean, I watch all of those programs because I'm a news freak, but I, I, I said to myself last night, I've got to stop watching them because they just make me mad. I'm going to have to go and get some medical marijuana <laughs> and give money to... <laughs> <laughs> to Rafisi. Okay. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Bye. All right. Patrick is calling in from Montreal about Stephen Harper and some guys from Toronto named the Fords. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I heard on your station that uh, Trudeau is trying to score political points by linking uh, Harper having the support of Rob Ford. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that Harper asked for Rob Ford's support, and he just happened to be there uh, when he was talking. But, well, but, they are. They are. I think Doug Ford, uh, who's not the crack smoker, um, is uh, is going to be uh, throwing uh, a rally for yeah. Stephen Harper. Okay. But their complaint about Doug Ford is, well, he smoked pot. Justin yeah. Trudeau smoked pot, and he wants it legalized. Right. But listen, there's more to this because Trudeau does have Jean Chrétien, former prime minister, as one of his advisors, who was involved in the sponsorship. And Shawinigate scandals, yes, which I think is still before the courts, and some of, with some of the people involved. I still so want I think, my forty million dollars back, Patrick. Right. So I think that Harper should reply to this, uh, you know, uh, to this advisor of uh, of Chrétien, and uh, I think that probably your station should call Harper campaign manager and offered to make uh, oh. his reply regarding Chrétien scandals backing Trudeau. You know. Um, you know what would happen with most of the media if Harper brought that up, Patrick? Uh-huh. Why are you going negative? Doesn't well, matter how many times Justin Trudeau goes negative; yeah, but, it's always bad if, but, but if you Stephen know, Harper does. I find that Harper should defend himself a little more uh, firmly than he has, and he he hasn't done that. I, I thought that the best he did was when he he answered the reporter who said, "You're not doing enough for Syrian refugees," by pointing out that. He had promised to bring in more, and back when he announced it before the uh, that picture that touched everyone's hearts, he said, none of you thought it was worth reporting on. Yeah, so he, d- he does sometimes, but you're right, he could step this, that up. This doesn't resonate with the voting public, but this would. Yeah. The fact that Kretschner is his advisor and backing him all the way, and he's just uh, uttering whatever Kretschner tells Kre- him to do. And Kretschner is, I think uh, Helen mentioned it, making out like a bandit in China. Thanks for the call, Patrick. Okay. Diane in Ottawa, you're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Hi, Brian. I have three quick points. Um, I don't think the Canadians are very good on history. <laughs> no, they're very bad on it because... For years, we've had liberal government saying history started in 1967. Well, yes, but if they would look back, they would realize that most of the liberal prime ministers have had two platforms. They have platforms for before the election, and they have platforms for after the election. Uh, Trudeau One was um, well known for fighting wage and price control and freeze. Yep. He fought it and fought it and fought it, and it wasn't shortly after he was elected he brought it in. And yet the Conservatives uh, lost that on that uh, idea itself. What what did Kretschmann say he'd do about um, the GST? GST, and we know that was kind of flubbed up because Sheila Copps even resigned because of it and had another by-election because of it. Mm -hmm. And then we have Wynne, and I do believe she mentioned that uh, she was so against Mr. Hudak because he was going to gradually has la- have layoffs as people were no longer needed, like through retirement and attrition and quitting. Yep. And yet she came in and literally slashed 1,700 nurses in the past year and a half. And cut doctors' pay and is privatizing that's, Hydro One and bringing in a price on carbon, none of which she campaigned right. on. And in regards, this is the second point, is in regards to Mr. Ford, 
backing uh, or not, it, it doesn't look good on Mr. Harper to have Mr. Ford in the picture. Um, do you think a potential um, prime minister uh, posing with a half-naked girl at a gay pride parade looked very good? Well, I guess it does to Justin. Uh, Diane, we've got to cut it there. Thanks One for the call. One more thing, the middle class only goes up to 90000 and he's going to nab the rich, and you, you become rich over 90000 Thanks for the call. Brian Lillian for Lowell Green. More after this. This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Lowell Green. Brian Lilly sitting in for Lowell Green, and uh, was ju- I'm going to get to the calls very quickly, but I just had TV on on my side, and it was showing the Jays fans celebrating last night. Some yahoos throwing beer cans, including spraying a baby with beer. Uh, but the Jays fans celebrating their win last night. Uh, Toronto FC clinched a, a playoff spot. Toronto might, a- and, and Toronto might actually be insufferable to be in for me on Monday night. I'm down for a three-hour live broadcast with Ezra Levant on Monday, and I'm going to have to be in that city for a while. And you know that the, they're just going to think that this shows the Leafs can still make the playoffs this year or maybe even win the Cup. It's going to be difficult. Not as difficult as my uh, my buddy Stu Bergier. He, um, he is producer and co-host of the Glenn Beck program out of the States. They're based in Dallas, where the Texas Rangers plays, about a 20-minute drive from the park at Arlington. And uh, Stu is the biggest Jays fan I've ever met. And he lives in Dallas right now and is having to deal with uh, the fact that um, the Jays just beat his hometown team. That's okay. He's trying to get a hashtag going that the Jays are America's team and show them some love. I'm going to go to the phone lines quickly, and then I'm going to end off the show giving people some advice, some thoughts on what's going to happen in the final few days. Right now, though, going to Les in St. Hubert, Quebec. Les, you're on the the Lowell Green uh, Show with Brian Lilly. Hi, Brian. I got uh, some good news for you. What's that? Good news. NDP in Quebec is going down. Like, they might be even almost wiped out. Well, I'm telling you. It, Honest it, to God, it, is that good news if it means that the Liberals pick up some of the seats? Well, here we go. Well, no, no. The good news is they're going down. They're going to lose. NDP is going to lose a whole lot of seats. And the bad news is Trudeau, it looks like, might be getting some of them. But then, on the other hand, you've got... The NDP and uh, Trudeau uh, and Trudeau that are supporting the NECAB and the refugees, 25,000 refugees. Yeah. Well, the, you, you notice, the, you notice, Les, you notice yeah. when um, when uh, Rick Hillier said bring in 200,000 refugees, they're all oh. like, see, Rick Hillier says it can be done. But when Rick oh, Hillier yeah, said when yeah, Rick Hillier well. said fight ISIS, they were like, oh, what? Who? Rick? Rick what? Well, I can tell you there's a um, uh, francophone said don't support uh, the NDP or the liberals uh, supporting refugees and NETABs. They've only got two places to go. They're going to the block or they're going to go to uh, they're going to go to Harper. And, so, and people don't believe me if they if they just listen to the mainstream media less and they don't read Quebec media, they don't believe me that the conservatives are more popular among francophone voters and have been for a long time more yeah, popular with francophone voters than the liberals. I've got friends that uh, Francophone fans last time voted NDP because of Jack Layton. This, bon time, Jack, yeah. this time they're not voting NDP. I said, well, they said all their kids were, uh, were not voting for NDP because of the NECAB and all that, all that trouble we're going to get in the future with all these, that, that gang. And so I said, well, who are they going to vote for? He said, they're going to vote for Harper. I said, you're voting for Harper? I said, a lot of Francophones, they hate Harper, but... Uh, I don't know. In Quebec City, uh, poll shows he's going to get uh, Harper will get around 16 seats. Yeah. Liberals in Montreal area and everything around 25. The Bloc might get eight, and there's 32 that they can't call. They don't know what they're going to do. But if they go, if they go to the Liberals, uh, and the rest of Canada decides they're going Liberal, they might all pile on the Liberals just to make sure Harper doesn't win. The Harper haters. Yeah. Well, but, uh, the, the the reason the liberals are going up is not that the conservatives are going down. It's that the NDP is collapsing, exactly. not just in Quebec, but in Ontario. Everywhere. Everywhere. All right. You know where they're going? They're going down to their traditional thing with Ed Broadbent. Yeah, you think? Which is 54 or 55 seats nationwide. Uh, you know, I, I was out in Calgary a couple of weeks ago, and Rick Anderson, longtime conservative strategist, oh, yeah, told me him. that... Um, 
But Rick said, we've never had a Canadian election where a third party has won more than 23% of the vote. Okay, Some well, polls are yeah. putting the NDP at 23% of the vote now, so we're so back into normal territory. That'll be bye-bye, thank God. All right. Les, thank God, they won't get elected. Thanks for the call, Les. Okay, bye. Gerard in Ottawa, you're calling in about an NDP coalition. Well, yes, Brian. I'd like to point out that it's really suspicious that uh, Mulcair, even up until yesterday, was still attacking Harper. So that tells me, like, I, I'm, I would just like to, to call it, because I, I called it to my wife several, several weeks ago, that I feel that the NDP and the, and the Liberals made a back deal, uh, made a backdoor deal, and now we're seeing it uh, just before the election in the fact that some way Mulcair must have been bought off to back off and let the Liberals take the lead because it just blows me away that even up until yesterday, Mulcair is, is uh, saying that Harper's his opponent and it's uh, his thing to beat Harper, 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 not a mention about uh, Trudeau at all. So I, I truly believe that there, there, has, there already has been put in place an NDP Liberal coalition. You think I, I was hearing that Trudeau was refusing to take Mulcair's calls? Well, I, I, I just don't believe it. I think that there's got to be a deal because why? Why would Mulcair, who is such a an egotistical narcissist, he, he, he truly is all about himself and for power. Why would he be so passive? Why would he just stand by and let the Liberals take Quebec? So it, there's got to uh, be the Liberals aren't going to take Quebec. They're they are not going to take well, the majority taken, of seats they've there. Taken the Taken the NDP support out of Quebec. So, some of it, and the Conservatives have taken some. Just always remember the the Liberals in Quebec are heavily weighted in Montreal. Yeah, because uh, of all the Anglo votes there. And forty percent of the uh, of the, the population of Quebec is it not in Montreal? No, well, but it, they only have the Anglo support. They don't yeah. get francophones voting for them off the yeah. island. Uh, Gerard, thanks for the call. Well, can I can I bring up one more yeah. one more point that I heard on the. Uh, not the last federal election, but the federal election before that, another conspiracy thing, in the fact that one thing that we've got going for us, I don't know whether it's true or not, but in the, supposedly in the history of Canada, there's never been the same federal party as a provincial party in Ontario, meaning that if the Conservatives are in power federally, the Liberals would be provincially, and vice versa. It's never been the, the same, so I don't know if that's true or not, but we've got that going for, the, for us. <laughs> and and then uh, one last comment, sir. One thing I would I, I I'm really disappointed though in the Harper campaign. I mean we're we're staunch conservatives, my whole family, uh, and I'm really disappointed in in how passive the Conservative Party has been and how they've they've really taken they've taken too many lumps. They haven't. I really expected more out of the Harper campaign. Really bit disappointed. Even the fact that. In Ottawa alone, uh, the Shea 106 um, DJ called out to uh, and 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 basically um, supported vandalism of Harper of, of conservative signs. And in my neighborhood, vandalism of, of Harper signs of, of conservative signs has been rampant, even on my own front lawn. And I can't believe that the media see the media is just so anti-conservative that the media won't won't even say anything about this. You have a DJ. Coming on the air and advocating this, pardon? You, you, I didn't hear it, but you say well, he was advocating. I can send you the email. I've 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 taken this all the way to the uh, uh, to the broadcasting standards. Um, so there, there there is an investigation about it, and uh, Rogers had has already admitted that um, what he said on air and what they published on their Facebook page. Um, in the fact that the facts are there. Okay. So, uh, we'll, and it, we'll, leave the, we'll leave that till I see the facts, but Gerard, you're right, oh. they should have been more aggressive. And, and why would anyone in Orleans, sorry, last point, why would any, I'm, I just retired from the military after 27 years, why would anyone vote for Andrew Leslie? He is the, he is an, a staunch, he is the poster boy for liberal self-entitlement. This man, with, using his rank, because no other rank could have pulled it off, used $80,000 of the taxpayer's money to move his house a block away to another million-dollar mansion. Yep. No, no other rank in the Canadian Armed Forces could have done that. And as and well... That could have paid for an entire non-commissioned member right there. Yeah, it, 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 so here, here, why would you vote for a person with that kind of sense of entitlement? I just don't understand Orleans. And at the same time, which uh, the Liberals seem to say they defend, at the, at the height of, Les, of Andrew Leslie's command was the height of 
sexual harassment and sexual misconduct in the Canadian Armed Forces under this man's command. But according to the Liberals, they don't tolerate this. Don't don't bring up facts, Gerard. Thanks for the call. Have a good day. All right, I'm Brian Lilly sitting in for Lowell Green. More calls after this. Now back to Lowell Green on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. And Brian Lilly sitting in for Lowell Green with you to the end of the show in a few minutes. Then here with Norman Jack and Catherine Clark for the Insiders. Make sure that you check that out as well, along with uh, the stories I've been telling you about. You will find them on social media, like my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Brian Lilly. David is in Ottawa South. And David, you want to talk about the media driving the news? Yeah, before I get to that, a quick note on uh, one of the previous callers about the support going to the uh, PCs rather than the Liberals. And uh, the fact is that it goes back to the sponsorship scandal, and the Quebecers have been far less forgiving of the Liberals for the sponsorship scandal than any other part of Canada. They also um, have not really liked the Liberals since Pierre Trudeau. Mm-hmm. If if you look at it historically, which too many reporters don't do, and you know the liberals and the the conservatives have pretty close to the same number of seats, but Trudeau's always treated as a a contender there. Now, what I was going to talk about was um, does the media, in terms of how they report and and how they couch their phrases and who they give this the, the time to, does the media sometimes uh, drive the uh, news or the or the or the uh, election instead of reporting on it? And I think the same can be asked of, of the, the polling. You know, will people back a winner if the polls say two to you know two points ahead? Oh gosh, you know, next day they're three points ahead because of the report that you know you got to back a winner. And how much of that is at play? You know, I, I I'd like to look at if there's been research done on that. I don't know, but I'm not going to be one of these people that says, "Well, we need to do away with polls." That's what. Liberals were saying when conservatives were leading in polls, well, we have to do away with polls. We've got to ban them. I'm not going to say that. And the Uh, liberals aren't saying it now either. (laughs) Well, they might be. Yeah, they won't be saying it now. But I don't want conservatives to turn around and say it. A poll is a snapshot in time. And the fact is the liberals are leading in the polls right now because the NDP votes collapsing. That's not solid liberal support. That's people saying, well, I'll go do it. You never know what's going to happen with vote splits, with regional changes and with time. So. You know, turn things around. And as and I keep telling snapshot, everyone, David... Yeah, the final like, snapshot takes place in the, in, the, in the polling station. Exactly. And people need to ask, do I want Junior to be the person sitting across from Vladimir Putin? Yeah, isn't that something? But so, Thanks. you know, take if you believe in sanity, David, take a friend uh, to the uh, the voting booth. Well, on what, about, what about, though, what about the, the idea of the media uh, driving the, 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 the Absolutely, the they drive the agenda and the results. And, um, you know, I... I didn't used to believe in media bias, and then I started working in the media. And I see the PAC mentality, and I can point to it time and again. There is a PAC mentality, and and the best phrase I've heard for it was Bricker and Ibbotson in their book, The Big Shift, where they called it the Laurentian elite. It's a mindset. And and if you haven't read The Big Shift yet, highly recommend it. Thanks a lot for the call. Thank you. Leah is in Ottawa. You're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Hello. Hi. Hi. So um, I wanted to comment on the, the media bias that you're talking about. Um, I really, I've, I've been I've been listening to this uh, station since I came to Ottawa, and it's very biased. So <laughs> I, okay. I don't know. But, but but we're open with where we stand, Leah. I know you're open with where we, you stand. We, we but say we say, and, and not every host has the same opinion. You'll hear that in 15 minutes when I'm on the Insiders. People say where they stand, and you can agree with us or disagree. My problem with the other media outlets is that they will claim to be unbiased and objective, and they are anything but. Okay. So, well, that makes sense. If you're openly biased, then that's better than being discreetly biased. Well, because then you can say, I don't want to listen to Lily. He's an idiot. He's just a conservative. Or I want to listen to him because of that, because he's an idiot. But when, when, when you claim that you are just telling people the facts, but you're putting such a spin on it that it may as well have come from one of the party's war rooms, well, that that's not the job that we expect those people to do. Yeah, you're right. Well, I would like to comment on something else okay. um, regarding the the refugee and the cob issue, and everybody just, uh, that calls into your station is against the other parties because of this issue. Mm-hmm. I would just like to say that 
um, the refugee issue is a problem of who's funding the ISIS that is making these problems in Syria. And if you look at who's funding them, it, are, it is the state and lots of Western countries as well as Saudi Arabia and the, the Gulf countries. Hold, hold that on. Are, that the, are United, the United so. States is funding ISIS? Is that what you said? The United States is funding ISIS, you claim? Yes, they are funding ISIS because who is the who trained Taliban and who trained Al Qaeda? And from these two groups came the ISIS that we know today. So you you're going it's not a brand new concept. You're going All back to the nineteen eighties. You're going back to the nineteen eighties when there was funding for the Mujahideen to fight the Soviets? To yes, claim that to claim that the US is funding ISIS today? No, I'm saying that the same... No, you said they're funding plan. ISIS. That is an active yes, statement. Yes, yes, they are funding ISIS because they started the whole movement. And by starting the whole movement, you gave way. They did, as not, well they as, did, not, they did not found the Muslim Brotherhood. They do not they you know, promote them. the Muslim they Brotherhood. Them. Yes, they did. Well, yeah, I was there in the room with Barack Obama when, unfortunately, he did support Mubarak going in favor of the Muslim Brotherhood coming in. Uh, but yeah. people are... People need their eyes opened about the Muslim Brotherhood, and that organization needs to be shut down. And that organization is part of the big push, including the push by Zanara Ishak, to get the niqab to be an acceptable part of Canadian society and and to get the creeping Sharia. Let's separate separate the niqab from ISIS. But you were were talking about the, the Muslim Brotherhood. No, and the Muslim, the, brother, the Muslim Brotherhood is backing Zunera Ishak. Okay, we appear to have lost Leah. That's too bad. That was a good conversation that was going on. James, you got the last minute. James in Toronto, you're calling about jobs. Well, I, I, I have no choice but to change my comment if you allow me uh, to change it there. But, but the you, caller, you only got a minute, yeah. The last caller doesn't know, but you should know, and you should know as well, that uh, the moderate rebels defect, the U.S.-backed moderate rebels defect in Syria and join ISIS. So it's currently going on. You know, I, uh, I said back when uh, the Syrian civil war was going and John McCain was going okay, there and it, John yeah. Kerry was going there, there's no good guys. Stay out of that fight. Absolutely, of course. Um, it's like, uh, and okay, and about, do you quit your job when you're in debt? Do people, is it a good idea to quit your job when you have no. debt? No, then why is Harper encouraging Ontario to quit its job via the Trans-Pacific Partnership? We're, they already have money set aside for it, correct? For the dairy farmers. And they, they've got some money set aside for compensation, yes. but I don't follow, so, and we're running so, out of time, well, so make well, your you point quick. Well, you know Ontario is going to quit its job while it's going into debt, and the conserv- that's the conservative plan. Okay. Look, uh, there are auto parts manufacturers that are excited about the Trans-Pacific Partnership <laughs> because they see opportunity there as well. Canadian industry needs to stop turtling and thinking that the only place that we can sell anything is to the United States. It's a market of 800 million people, James. Who, who, and, who and Brunei or Vietnam can afford to buy from us? Uh, well, probably lots of people. We sell yeah, lots really? of products to that area already. Yeah, you don't think? Well, we'll look at, Clinton said this about China. China, we're so the U.S., the West is supposed to sell China. It's not that working out that way, is it? Be optimistic, James. Don't turtle. I'm Brian Lilly. This has been the Lowell Green Show on the Island of Sanity. Back with you in a few minutes for the Insiders. This is News Talk Radio, 580 CFRA.